Are you ready for some fun? Oh, yeah! This service is brought to you by the Pleasure Club. If you're under 18 and do not wish to be billed, please hang up now. Who said buying a home should be uptight and boring? It's time for Patty's Playhouse, your local real estate talk show with Patty and Scott. It's house talk with a happy ending each and every time. Patty's Playhouse with Patty and Scott starts now. Working out to find what a way to make a living. Patty, getting by, it's all taking and no giving. Just use your mind and they never give you credit. It's enough to drive you crazy and you let it. Good morning, it's Patty Wilson in Patty's Playhouse. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? It's I don't very even New know Jersey where my you. paperwork is. Uh, you'll find I it. I did sound that. I found it's, very it's Pennsylvania. Very Pennsylvania. Very Pennsylvania. Jersey of you. I know. It's kind of coming back. <laughs> I mean, I try to soften the, the attitude in a southern town, but this that week has just been a lot. Yeah. I have to think before I speak. It's not a, just a natural filter. Yeah. Me. But I definitely have Pennsylvania this week. I filter better than you, and I feel like I don't filter. It depends on what I'm talking about. Depends on what I'm talking about. Yeah. And who I'm with, and if I'm in person or on the phone. or Yeah. But it, I don't think before I speak, unfortunately. Oh, I do. I do not. I do. Require. And I think about tone. Because, yeah, a little short story. So this is Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse on Real Talk 93.3 FM in Tallahassee. And you can listen to us anytime on iTunes, Spotify, and yay! We had 600 downloads last week. Yay! 600 DL. Yeah! It was very exciting. I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but it is. It's like, it is a lot. It's a lot for our little show. When your name isn't, I don't know, Barbara Corcoran or something. So it's a lot. It's the most I've ever had. So that being said, so my attitude is a little tough sometimes. And I was at an appraisal, this is years ago, and the house was trashed. <laughs> and it was like, I, and you don't always know where you're going. You don't always can, 
I think it was even before, it wasn't before Google Street View, but you don't assume that somebody's refinancing the house is absolutely trashed, overgrown, trashed. And I got out of the car and the I didn't go walk to the door yet. All I did was get out of the car. And I was trying to assess my bearings. Like, what am I going to do? That's what I was thinking. I wasn't thinking bad about anything. I was just like, what am I going to do? And I put my hands on my hips. Chris was with me. And it was my appraisal, but he was helping me, which thank God. I mean, thank God I had a witness at this point. Guy comes out screaming at me. He was already on the defensive. Comes out. I didn't say a word. I just had my hands on my hips and I was just looking. So now I know, you know, your house is a wreck. I overgrown, like code enforcement should have been there. Mm. And he was like, get off my, I, no, 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 I lie. He said, sit down. I said, what? <laughs> you said, what? I said, I'm just standing here with my hands on my hips trying to get a, a, some bearing of what I'm supposed to do. I said, sit down. Mm. And I said, click, I'm out. I said, I'm calling the lender. I'm leaving. Because at that point, you cannot win. That never starts well. It doesn't. I mean, you're telling me to sit down, first of all, and be quiet? No, 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 no. And I'm the appraiser, so I'm a guest. So I treat everyone's home really with respect. But I was just trying to assess. Like, it was just so overgrown. Like, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to get to the house. See, you just described every time that I walk into a house to stage. (laughs) So I got in the car, pulled off the driveway, sat in the road, which was public, and called the bank from there and said, please take me off. And And I told them what happened as clearly as I could and say, obviously, he was offended by my stance. Not one word was said, but I'm leaving. See, I don't say anything either, but immediately people are Assume. taken back by my silence because I feel like I'm a talker. So I often have to get my bearings about me, and I'm usually five Self-awareness. Step- yeah, and I'm five steps ahead of wherever we are thinking of what we have, what I need to do, how I need to go about it, who I need to call, and that's often taken differently. But once they get to know me, it, it often works better than that. If there are blockades between me and your home, and I have to measure your home, that's a problem. That is a problem. I can't get to it. I can't get behind it. I can't. If you have that much overgrowth, it's unsafe. I don't even want to try. Mm. So if somebody's standing there and they're just trying to look, you know, I always thought, how could I change that? Probably there's no way because he was going to be upset no matter what. He was just upset. He was upset that they forced him to have an appraisal. That's how most people think. I'm forced to have this appraisal. Well, that's the reason appraisers exist is because of homes like that where they can't just take your word. They just can't take your word. Independent uh, point of view. So that's that's just, we were talking before the show. It's not really tone, though. That's more stance. It was my stance. And my hands are on my hip. And you know what? I noticed it. So I did a wedding last week for my friend, John L., and and her now husband, Mike Womble, who were friends. And I noticed the stance. I thought, I wonder if people thought I was upset because my hands were on my hips. Hmm. You know, when I was like, I had the microphone in my hand and my friend Stephanie Eldridge, who's also a realtor, her husband's been on the show a bunch, Chris, said, Patty, I can just imagine so many things that are coming out of your mouth. But I just stand with my hands on my hips because that's just me. Well, I do that. But it's not. I always, it's, it's never, I always cross my if arms. If you meet me. And my hands are on my hips. It is not offensive in any way. It is just my hands are on my hips and I'm assessing. Like if I'm just, if I'm, I'm just trying to get my bearings. 
for my situation. It's often just a natural stance that a lot of people have. It means yeah. nothing. It yeah. means well, then the Yankee comes it's out. It's more comfort for you. It was comfort for me. But if it's not appealing yeah, to I still others, couldn't get through all that vinage and... Well, didn't matter. No, it the, didn't matter. I left politely. Where were you supposed to sit, by the way, where he asked you to sit down? Oh, he had a bench. He had a concrete bench by the car. Mm. Told me to sit down. <laughs> I'm going to get a little talking to you for you. <laughs> there wasn't any. I mean, he just... Uh, let's let's do this again. I'm leaving. <laughs> Let me drive back But up. yeah, so I'll have to have a, a segment on how to prepare your home for an appraisal. Because there was uh, another question came to me recently where the, the attic was blocked. Well, you're not going to get the loan. If the, real, if the appraiser can't see inside the attic and it's FHA or VA, you're not getting the loan. Probably not. So you've got to move whatever stuff is there right? so that they can do it. Or they're coming back and it's going to cost you another $175. Yeah, don't do that. So don't do that. So we should do that. So we were going to talk a couple things today. We're going to talk about what kind of market do we have. We're going to talk about the Ten Commandments of buying a home. Like what are the rules? What are the things that the buyer should do in preparation I'm going to talk about should you sell your home? This is Scott as is or renovated, mm-hmm. and that's where the appraiser side of my brain comes in. And if you are going to renovate to sell your home, what do you do? Mm-hmm. What? How much money should you spend? And then flipping fails. Why do fails flip for some people? Yeah, there's a lot of those. So actually. that's just like a stack of stuff. You got a little bit of little bit of things. A little to bit talk of everything. I got like 42 pages, but it's really not. It's we'll just get brief it stuff. So what so, do we yes. start with So today? this is Patty's Playhouse. I You can call us if you have any questions, 850-656-0009. And our website's Patty and Scott. You can always listen to the show there. You can go on the Real Talk 93.3 FM. We're everywhere. And listen. We are listening. You know, I do try. So what are we going to talk about first? We're going to talk about our new listing. Ah, we have a Right? Okay. So I have a new one, 1045 Merritt, which is at Merritt. It's kind of at Merritt and Carlton. Over in the Myers Park area, it has the brown sign. And Woodland lawns. 1575 square feet. And then it has a walkout basement, which is nice. It is nice to have. Has that. a sunroom, has a concrete pool. It's a nice lot. It is a nice lot. It's got circular a driveway, circular driveway. Circular drive. Yeah. Because there's not many garages out no. in that area since Mm-mm. I live there, I know. Actually, the garage was underneath. And they made it uh, a room in the basement because mm-hmm. you used to be able to Correct. drive underneath. So that's why there's Most no garage. Most people have done that out there. Yeah. I mean, 1950s. I think it's wide enough that if you wanted to add a garage, you could. Oh, you could. Because it's on the corner. You easily could mm-hmm. coming off Carlton instead of on Merritt. Mm-hmm. It's at Graythorn and Merritt, really. That's that side Well, straight. that's that side one. Correct. That's where Correct. the corner is, Graythorn and Merritt. Correct. So and it's going to be 225, all wood floors, super cute. Really good home pool area is really nice too scott is paring everything down i am doing it currently mm-hmm. spent a couple hours there in the mornings and 2405 jim lee's coming back on the market yep and that is right on jim lee before the roundabout at orange avenue four side brick three bedroom one and a half bath that's priced at 165 super cute home and we have 7334 hollis drive and that is in Scottswood section, townhome section of Killarne. Killarne. And that's really nice because it's, it's a townhome with two-car garage. Rarely do you find Right. This. No carpet, granite countertops. It's been updated. So it's wood floors in the main area and the hallway and then laminate in the bedrooms. But yeah, it's no. It has a screen porch, which is nice, and a fence. 
And yep. then 1904 Sageways coming on the market should be in the next week. And that is priced at 329.9. That is a big house. That's like 2,500 square feet, four bedroom, four baths. Right at an acre. Right at an acre with a fence and a pool. And 517 Cherry is coming back on the market. 517 too. Cherry Midtown. is on the market. Yeah. Just, just. Are you going to do an open house? It. I am. On Sunday. Come what, see me. What time? Two to four. Two to four. Two to four. Hey, MC Hammer's playing because they're playing at spring game today. Everybody likes the hammer. Tonight. They'll be there tonight. Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, 850-656-0009, pattyandscott.com. I told you, homeboy, you can't touch this. Yeah, that's how we living and you know you can't touch this. Look at my eyes, man, you can't touch this. Yo, let me bust the funky lyrics. Touch this. Fresh new kills and bands. You got it like that, now you know you want to dance. So move out of your seat and get a fight girl and catch this beat while it's rolling. Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. You're going to see Tone Loke at the spring game tonight. Tone Loke. What? Funky Tone. Cool Medina, too. That's right? a good one. Yeah, I'm going to let it play just a little bit. I remember listening to this at the first when it used to be around. Oh, really? Some of, some of you old schoolers will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the first? Yes. Is that on the Tennessee? In the mm-hmm. It used to be right, uh, um, right there on, I guess, Jefferson, where the sweet shop is, oh. uh, where they built that high rise across from it. Oh. That's right there. Oh, that was the first? That was the first, yes. Was it P-H-Y-R-S-T? Yes. So I, I just didn't know where it was. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And Tone Loke was there? No, no, no. I remember listening to oh, that listening song. Like to it. when this and Funky Cole Medina came out. Oh, yeah. It was, it was a big deal. It was playing in there. Yeah, it'd be fun tonight. I'm yeah. not I'm not going. Yeah, me either. Mm-mm. I might go by someplace and hear it from the but I wouldn't go in the stadium. I'm not paying to go to spring game. That's just me. What time does it start? I don't know. Because I'm not going. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that they'll have like a whole day thing of it. Like mm-hmm. where you go hang out, tailgate, watch the spring game. All that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the concert. Last year was Vanilla Ice, remember? Ice Ice Baby. I was out of town. Mm-hmm. I like Vanilla Ice, too. I do, too. He's so cute. A lot of, a lot of 80s cute. I like MC Hammer, though. It's exciting. Well, I hope hand. he wears this. Didn't he used to wear, like, those parachute, um, parachute pants? pants. <laughs> of course, the gold ones. Yeah. So we're going to talk about what's what kind of market. What is our market? What's the difference between a buyer's market, a seller's market, and a balanced market? And... We're in a balanced market. Yay. And it feels like it. It does. So a balanced market means it's about five and a half months of inventory till about seven months of inventory. Meaning if a home lists, a home sells, a home lists, a home sells. Things aren't going up, which the the government doesn't want to happen. They don't want massive rising prices. They don't. So that's why they, would, they play with the rates. And January, the Fed announced who they control our interest rates. Fed announced we're not going to raise mortgage interest rates for the year. So February was a big month. It was a really big month nationwide. And I think it was the best February in like five or six years. Here, it's balanced market. We don't have vacation homes. We don't have in-demand 
REITs, rights coming in and buying property. They're they do in the investment section of student housing, like the big um, right. apartment complexes. They're owned by rights, but they're not doing little houses. They're not doing that. So we are in a balanced market. So what's it mean? Inventory. So if you have a buyer's market, inventory is really high. You have more houses than buyers want on the market. Um, comparable sales are priced higher than active listing prices. These are some of the clues. Fewer buyers available for purchasing. And mainly this is because a tightened credit market tends to happen, which is what happened in 7 and 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. So it was a really tightened, and, tightened credit market. And such. And the FHA just tightened again the underwriting for buyers because they right. don't want all this influx so conventionals e- really easier to get probably they don't want all of that they want it to be i live in a house i don't use the house as a cash register right. that's what the government wants they want you to own the home stay in it for a couple years take care of it take care of it maintain it and then sell it so that's buyers markets where there's more signs than there are people and a seller's market is there's more more people um, who want to buy and not yeah, enough homes. Yeah, not enough homes. And wow, we're not in that right now. No, there's just mm-hmm. a. I mean, there's there's not a lot. It depends on, on the, the neighborhood. Right, I lie. Correct, but there's not a it lot really does on the on market the in general. But the, anything seem... over three hundred fifty thousand is a challenge because of financing. Correct. It's always because of financing. If financing were easy breezy, everybody would have a house, but it's not. That is correct. It's not easy breezy. They make it challenging for a reason. I don't know why it's easier to get a $400,000 student loan for your kid than it is a house, but it is. The government owns that that financing, I guess. I don't know. But the, the seller financing, less than five months, really five and a half months on the market. It's not seller financing, seller market. Seller less market. than five and a half months of inventory. Some neighborhoods, villages in McClay, Up and down. zero inventory. Right. Certain parts of Killarne Lakes, zero inventory. Southwood, zero inventory. Indian Head, there's Indian Head Acres, which is on the south side. There's one new and one contingent. Yep. So I'm about to put mine back on the market, so there'll be two new. That is a seller's market. Correct. And you have to look at buyers are only going to pay what they're going to pay, and they're only going to look at what they're going to look at. They still want pretty. They still want pretty. Pretty still sells for more. You can't have a jacked up house and try to get... Three hundred thousand in a two hundred fifty thousand dollars neighborhood. It's no. just not going to happen. No. So right now we're in what we call a balanced market. Well, Banks like balance. People are so educated these days. They, they know, really they know, are. They know what sold next door. They know what sold around the corner. They do. And you, how do I say it? Because the trends run in cycles, it's really hard to keep a balanced market for a long time. But I, True. I believe that the Feds, that's their goal, is to try to keep a balance in it. That's why they said we're not going to raise rates, but now look what we're going to do. We're going to tighten the underwriting on FHA. So it's the same idea. They're they're loosening here, but then we're going to tighten over here and make it harder. You think? Yeah. In certain ways, it does. I think it means it when's the best time to plant a tree. Yeah. You can't control the market. You can't control, and that means now, by the way. You can't control what the feds are going to do. You can't, you're going to miss, you're going to miss whatever market money will never be cheaper than it is today because of inflation. Right. And if you're playing that game where you're hoping it'll drop like a quarter point, 
you might miss the house of your dream. Yeah, that's silly. I don't know why that happens, but it does. I don't know why it happens either because I don't think like that. I, I think I either want it or I don't. That's that's. But I don't have a million gazillion dollars either, so that's part of it. So that's well, the buyer's market and the seller's market. We're in a balanced market. And I just watch them like loosen here. So they shift the little weights over here and then they tighten over there and they shift the little weights over here and then they're doing it all the time. That's what they got to do. And you can't, and we are so hyper-focused on the news and then HGTV. We're so hyper-focused on it that it makes a difference when buyers are going to look and they think, well, this isn't California and this isn't South Florida. This is Tallahassee. We don't have that or market. They don't have our market. We have a pretty stable market, which is great for our industries, which is the universities in the state. Correct. Because otherwise, people wouldn't be able to afford anything. No, it's already a challenge with affordable housing. True. Very true. So, balanced market. I like a balanced market. I like saying it's a balanced market. Yeah, it feels good. I mean, you just have to know. Well, you're going. You're buying a home to live in, not to use as your cash register. Balance just means that everything else remaining constant. You have to be the best house on the block, priced well on the block. I mean, that's just the, it comes that's, down to that's, price, that's, schools, that's, right. floor plans. That's, that's how balance goes. Price, schools, floor plan, condition. Right. And condition is part of that. So you can have a 1996 home, which is 23 years now. You can have a 1996 home. But if it's still pink and mauve and all of those colors, it's going to be a challenge to sell, even if you're in the neighborhoods that I said before that don't have any inventory. Correct. Buyers can still reject that. Even the market will be clear. that It'll say, these colors are what sell. Right. These colors are not. So that's what we do. Call me if you want to know. Yeah, right. What's your number? <laughs> What's your number? 850-637-0867. <laughs> we call it i'm afraid if so, you know. calls. <laughs> so the next thing we're going to talk about is 10 commandments of buying a home so you want to go buy a house but your credits are wreck you don't have your paperwork in order and you're in that that really strange time where you haven't filed your taxes mm-hmm. like the banks expect your taxes to be filed but you filed an extension right so banks don't like that no they like them to be filed so we call it in our business <laughs> i just shoved this in my mouth whoops whoops um, the Ten Commandments of Buying a Home. Thou shall not change jobs. Yeah, that's a problem. Thou shall not become self-employed. Buy your house first. <laughs> or quit your job. Yeah, buy your house first. Buy your house first, then change jobs. Right. Thou shall not buy a car, truck, or van, or you may be living in it. <laughs> or or washer and dryer. Or washer matter. and dryer. Any big ticket items. Yeah. I always tell people, I can't control what you buy. Speak to your lender. Right. They're the ones who are going to tell, tell you whether you, it's going to anything. affect you. And when you use large gobs of money out of your bank account, they want to know, it's going to irritate you. you. There is nothing you can get away with. Buying a home 20 years ago and buying one now is completely different. They're going to ask you. Questions. Right? That's what they're going to ask you. Is this salt and... Jen, the producer, says, I'm looking for salt and pepper. (laughs) (laughs) 
salt and pepper. So northern of her. Yeah. So stick with us. The other side of the break, we're going to continue the Ten Commandments of Buying a Home. This is Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. Pattyandscott.com. Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. That song it's just makes boat. me happy. Is this the love no, boat? No, it's not the love boat thing. Sounds like it. It's Chuck Mangione. Mm. Feels so good. Feels With very. His, I think he played a flugel. Was it a, called a flugel? He had like a horn that he had changed, and it wasn't like a trumpet. It wasn't like a French horn. It was something. Feels very like. love boat inspired. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Charo when you need her? Her husband just passed away. He did. Charo. Poor thing. He's very upset. So we were talking about the Ten Commandments. I know a lot of celebrity trivia stuff. Sorry. <laughs> the I, Ten Commandments of buying home. Did you know that? Yeah. yeah. He had like, I don't know. He, went, he didn't have myasthenia. I forget what he had. But he, oh, he had some skin, skin illness. Yeah. It was some weird skin thing where skin peeled. Mm, nice. She looks exactly the same. She Very does. good plastic surgeon, whoever she uses. But we were talking about the Ten Commandments of buying a home. So the first one was thou shalt not change jobs. Become self-employed. Don't do it. Or quit your job. Thou shalt not buy a car, truck, or van, or you may be living in it. Thou shalt not use credit cards excessively. Excessively. So whatever your lifestyle was before you decided to buy a house, it needs to be the same. If you bought Starbucks every day and you were pre-approved with Starbucks every day, do it. But don't just start going and buying Starbucks on your credit card every day. Because they're going to look at your credit before... And then it's only good for like 90. It depends on the lender. So most it's 90 days to six months. Ask your lender how long your credit reports. Because if they have to pull it again right before you, they'll do a soft pull typically. But if they have to do a hard pull, it, it could it could nail you. And you don't have an out. You don't have your financing contingencies passed. You paid for your inspections. You paid for your appraisal. And you're done. And you don't get that money back. So you have to be very disciplined, and that's what the banks want to see, discipline. Thou shalt not spend the money you have set aside for closing. That'd be So a you want to have a good, like, a couple percent over what you think you might need in case something changes. Because the bank is intentionally going to overestimate. Of course. And case. that's what they're going to tell you. They're going to intentionally overestimate. Thou shalt not buy furniture. You buy furniture once you get in the house. Right. I tell this story. Guy owned two lots. He was coming in when I worked for Turner Heritage. He was coming in. He owned lots in Buckhead, and he wanted to buy a build a house on it. He was a physician. Oh, that's so nice. He went and bought two Mercedes over the weekend, and he'd already been through the process and couldn't buy the house for like six months. And he was a doctor, guaranteed income, but they didn't like it. So that was the end of that. Thou shalt not originate credit inquiries, which is really, you can do that almost and not even realize you're doing it. Credit Karma really helps because it'll let you know if there's an, if there's an inquiry that you didn't ask about. 
there's a lot of them out there these days. And if you've co-signed, that. make sure the person that you've co-signed has paid the bill because we lost a, a client and the client lost a house because they co-signed and didn't pay attention and the co-signer jacked up the line of credit and then like it increased it to where there was no balance. Left. It was all balance. And then they did they missed the first payment and that wrecked their opportunity to buy the house. Bye-bye. And they were retired. So if you're going to co-sign for your kids or for a friend or something, make sure they paid that bill. People get embarrassed and they won't tell you. Or just don't co-sign. Oh, yeah. How's that's that? best. Thou shalt not make any large deposits without checking. It's not even large deposits. It's large and small. Because I had another, I mean, I sold a lot of houses, so there's lots of stories. Mom deposits the home inspection into the daughter's bank account. Yeah, they don't like that. They don't like that because they want to know. They think everybody's a felon. Just deal with it. They want to know where the money came from. The parent has to write a letter. Everybody has to have these double, double. It's like thinking of your face and your fingerprint at the same time. Everything has to be double checked. And they want to know, did that really come from her account? So she may have to show her account. And I know it's a pain, but it certainly beats looking for a house every year and trying to find a place for your dogs. Um, thou shalt not change bank accounts, which <laughs> we both do know. That anyways. <laughs> it's really hard to change your bank account Gosh, anyway. They make it so hard. I, I think seen... on purpose. I... And the last sense. one, number 10, is thou shalt not co-sign. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. So this is Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. Our, we're on Real Talk 93.3 FM in Tallahassee, and it's our first spring. It's not our first. It's Taggart, second spring game. But we were talking, so I have some commandments for him, but I won't say them on the radio. Mm, but there's 10 commandments of buying a home. And we share this with our customers every time we get a new buyer. Check with your lender. And that's what I say. Check with your lender. Well, I want to check with your lender. And then I call the lender and said, did they check with you? Because I can't... People get people get embarrassed. I know, but it's nice Or they're shy or ask. they think I don't want to... Oh, we Some people about just that. do it and don't ask. I mean... I try to set that up, the urgency in the beginning, because it is an urgent, like it's an important thing that could wreck. I mean, a couple of thousand dollars of investment on a home that you're not getting back. Right. And somebody could just say, I'm sorry, you're not qualified anymore. And then you're like, huh? What did I do? Right. Why didn't you tell me? Why did I spend this money? You should have told me. Well, it's not Patty's job other than to tell you not to. Please don't. (laughs) Can't. Do not do Yeah, it. ask first. Ask your lender. Lender, lender, lender. And if you're using, I mean, there's a ton of real estate agents out there right now. Some have more experience than others. That's just a fact. But in the end, the lender's the one who tells you what to do with your money. Because Correct. that's the one who's giving you the big bag of cash, right? So if you, if you don't have that relationship with your lender, you should find a different lender. And if you're afraid of asking them a question because it's a Saturday, or you pick a lender who doesn't answer on a Saturday or Sunday... You shouldn't have that lender. You need somebody that you can communicate just like you communicate with us. I get questions from people. They're not my client yet, but they ask me all these questions and I answer them promptly. How do I do? What do I do? Where do I do? What do I do? I want you to tell me the story and then I'll lead you to the right direction. And you can ask. Ask someone. It is important to ask. Because it's a couple thousand dollars. And it's really hard. I teach. It's really hard to replace cash. Sunk cost. Right? Some costs. And if you're going to charge all of those things like the survey and the home inspection and the appraisal, don't do that. Speak to your lender. Say, they're going to ask you for a credit card and you say, wait a second. Patty said, should I be using the credit card? And they say, oh, yeah. 
You have a really smart lender. I mean, it's a really smart realtor. Yeah. So we've had all had this happen. Lots of crazy I've never stuff. had anybody change a job midway. Oh, I had a guy. He um he got fired. Ooh. And he almost got, you know, you can't buy a house and you get fired. But they do. They didn't used to do the second employment verification check. Now they do the second one. And that's when we found out. Mm. He was like on the down low. He just thought that no one was going to find out. Jeez. But you're a state employee. All you have to do is run that little name through that right. little white pages thing on this on the DBPR site or my myflorida.whatever. Yeah. And it has the name show up and his name didn't show up. They've taken him out of that system quick. Gracious. So, yeah, you just... Poor guy. Pe- if you think people don't know what you're doing at this point in this day and age, you're wrong. They know exactly oh, what you're know, doing. They know it for you. And there's some people, there's some lenders, I think Rocket Mortgage comes out. They know, I mean, as soon as you put your stuff in, they've done so much data mining, they already know. Mm-hmm. Which is the way, I think that's the way it should be. I think, why should, if I give you my my bank account and I do all of that stuff, you should know. I think in many cases. I think a that, lot of the is the gift side of it. Yeah, for sure. For sure? Mm. <laughs> For sure. But they need, what do they need? Two years? Taxes. Taxes, three months, and the employment verification. The, the check stubs, which I'm not really sure why, considering that nobody gets paid via check. But. I know. Oh, and then there's the the buyers, bless their hearts, that use like USAA where everything's online. That's a challenge. And that needs, that little glitch needs to be fixed. That is a challenge. I had that That makes no sense with to me. somebody with Wells Fargo, too. Where everything was they wouldn't take a print out from online so they had to go to the bank and get a print out from the bank versus i just had that happen with usaa I mean, it, and as soon as they told me it was usaa i knew that was going to be a glitch but to me that doesn't make any sense well i mean with usaa the difference is you don't have you know you don't have a you don't have a you window don't, right there there's no place to go so there's so much fraud right i don't know how they're going to fix that glitch in the system but now they're using apps like Mr. Cooper does an app, right. which is really Nation Star. They have an app. I think Rocket Mortgage has an app. Rocket Zillow does. is just entering the atmosphere of lending. They're going to have an app. I'm sure. Everybody's got one. Yeah. Yeah. I forget how USA rectified that, but I think they had overnighter stuff and some certification. Yeah. I have to ask her. If you can get somebody that does it on time. Well, USA is for the service member, okay? Bill Withers. Do you know the song? I do. Now that I've heard it, I didn't know it by title. By the title? It's a good one. It's kind of like Sway Your Hips, Patty. With your hands on them. (laughs) That wasn't. Yeah, that's true. Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. 850-656-0009. Pattyandscott.com. I want to spread the news. That if it feels it's good getting used Boy, you just keep on using me Until you use me up
Patty's Playhouse on Real Talk 93.3 FM in Tallahassee. You can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, so many other ones. Google Play or just my website, website. pattyandscott.com. Jake, show me a drink. So we're going to talk about do you sell your home as is or do you renovate? And ding, 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 it depends. Well, and it doesn't have to be a true renovation. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to have time for the flip or fail. Well. So we can kind of combine it maybe. I think so. So think about it like this. If you're buying a flip, these are the things that people want to know. They want good schools. They want pretty. And they want floor plan and price. So you can um, redo an entire house, but if it's not priced well, it's going to sit because nobody can afford it. They still know. Everybody knows. Zillow knows. Your automatic valuation models know. Everybody knows what it's worth. So just look at those numbers and judge. Now, I have a house coming on the market. And it has been, it had a fire. So it was completely renovated. That's very unique. Where it's plumbing, electrical appliances, cooling heat. Everything has changed about that house except the shell. That is not going to be your norm in the neighborhood that it's sitting in. That's different. And it's not a flip because it was done due to the fire. But people, schools, floor plan, price. People want the biggest bang for the buck. Buyers are buyers. They're always going to be buyers. They're always going to want a deal. They want to perceive a deal. That's what they want. So should I sell it as is or should I renovate? It'll depend on your location. It'll depend on the price you want to achieve, your your net that you want. Um, and it'll depend on what the buyers are looking for in that specific neighborhood. It is not, people call me all the time, Patty, how much is this bedroom worth? I have no idea. It's not about your bedroom. It's about everyone else's bedrooms. It's the comps, not your house. The comps are what fluctuates. Your house stays the same. So we adjust to your home. We don't adjust the home to your to the comps. You have to keep up with the Joneses. There are some trends you have to have, like stainless steel appliances. Unless you price it so well, like we did with the house on Tor Eiffel, you price it so well that somebody can come in and put their own and upgraded appliances. Because if you do like standard appliance, standard stainless steel, and the house really calls for a more upgraded, people are just going to rip it out. It's a waste of money. Correct. So you just price it where it needs to be. If you're going to bust out walls out the back and add a master suite, there's a thing that's called an over-improvement. And an over-improvement is really important because if a home has not sold, it doesn't matter if there's homes in the neighborhood that are the same square footage. If they have not sold in the last year and your house is 2,700 square feet and everyone else is selling is 2,200, that means the market says your house is really only worth what a 2,200 house would sell for. That 500 drops to whatever zero there's no adjustment for square footage it's called an over improvement pools are often an over improvement yes it's a nice to have but no one's willing to pay what you put into it to get it back it's just a loss you it's just something you better you have to live in the house long enough to wear that out unless you're in south florida then it doesn't matter because everyone has a pool everybody's got one here it's not like it's only 10 percent of the homes have a pool so again if you have 2700 square feet the average home sold is 2200 square feet eh it's not useful square footage. The market doesn't see it. They're going to want to pay only what they paid for the 2200 So that's called an over-improvement. So it really just depends. Like I have this. I always bring out these like articles. I disagree, at least for this market. It says a master suite addition adding on you're going to get 50%. It depends on the neighborhood. Obviously. You can't add 500 square feet to your house. This is what people do when they enclose their garages. It's 1,400 square feet. They enclose the garage, which is 480 square feet. And then they want it to all be the same as the 2,000. It's not. 
It's an enclosed garage. Right. It's never not going to be an enclosed garage. It's not the same. It goes back to floor plan, which goes back to price. Yeah, I would just say that people who are considering certain things um, in terms of whether it be renovation, improvement, otherwise, if you're going to do something, do it right. What what I struggle with in going into homes is when they are doing something and they get it halfway there. So, and then they stop right, because they're so, tired. Right. You, you, it, at that point, it's just not going to work. Not no. Work and then the paint's old. And then you got to do it over again Correct. anyway. You can't wait. It's, you stopped six months ago. Right. And now it's time to paint again. Right. But those things that most people, I feel like, don't see are the things that I'm evaluating. And then it's the builder. Okay. I, I don't have, I'm not a builder. I am an appraiser. So if you call your builder and ask, what should I have done? They're going to sell you what they want to sell you. It's just like, okay, can we talk about bathroom flooring? Yes. Lift the toilet up, put the floor in, put the toilet back on. If you're trying, I actually saw this in this one article I printed. I'm like, I just didn't even want to see it. If you just cut around the toilet, it's never going to look right. Of course it's not. It's never going to look right. The stem is long enough. Take the toilet out. Put the floor down and do it. If you're trying to go over a floor, and I mean, that's a different problem, but you still need to do it right. It has to look seamless, not DIY. No, 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 I mean, you can do DIY if no. you do it well. You just can't, you can't do it substandard you know, and, expect, yeah, you're laminate. and expect standard or more price. There's a, a big back and forth in laminate or flooring in general. Should it be in the house for a while? To Yes, it should. It should be in the house to temper it because it's going to swell and contract. It's just normal. And then when it contracts, guess what? You have gaps in your floor and it'll look like you did it yourself. Mm-hmm. It's just You have to do what the professionals say to do. And it's not going to hurt to let it sit in your house for a couple days. Nope. It's just not. Don't get so much of a hurry. Right. <laughs> Scott, <laughs> he's just nodding with me. I, well, but it depends on you can make you we. I mean, we do it so on the cheap. We make your house look so pretty to sell it, and it's not lipstick on a pig. It's really real stuff because we can't have that phone call after your home sells that says, "Oh, this wasn't done right." I will just die. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. Well, I mean, in many cases, I think a lot of people tend to back away because of cost but you get what you pay for and sometimes you don't but all in all it's about doing something i'd rather you do five things right than 10 things wrong wrong the I mean, cost it just to go it will, fix. It, it will be more money in the long run and it will cost you money if you don't so the cost to fix the diy okay you want to hire man in a truck for a pressure wash he could blow out your windows. He could blow the paint off your house. The siding. The siding. You just, yeah, that's how the siding, the vinyl that's gets cut. That's how it cut. happens. Because mm-hmm. they're just putting too much pressure on the house. Right. It is very dangerous. You've got to know what you're doing. Ray Burke. That's what I say. Raymond Burke. Or- that's, yeah, I mean, it's really got to be careful of what you're doing to the house when you go to sell it. Because if it blows the seals, you're, you're buying new windows. Because no one wants to buy your dirt and no one wants to buy your broken seals. They want the house to be in working condition. It doesn't have to be new, but it does have to be in working condition. No, and I think sometimes it feels like a flip when you're doing all that deferred maintenance as well as trying to do some upgrades and get it to market soon versus if you've done it over a period of time, 
it just feels more comfortable and, and better. So those things can be done strategically, but more importantly, that's where we come in that give us the opportunity to show you that we project manage that. And so we can get it all done, get it done right and to market much faster than you could ever do it. I told, I told one seller, I was like, um, what do I need to do? And I said, nothing. And she's like, what do you mean? Like she couldn't understand. I meant nothing. In fact, it's best. I said, you can go to Europe for three weeks. Let me know when you come back and it'll be done. It'll probably be sold if I have my way. True be told. Because it's really just about getting it ready and doing all of the prep work. Like Scott was talking about on his uh, leafwood that they did. They went around and they had their little electrical outlet tester yep. to make sure that all the... So they knew that these switches don't mean it's just one little extra step along the way while you're moving furniture and painting. That solves so many problems on the back end. Correct. They just want to know. I mean, we do WDOs in advance, which is wood destroying organisms, which checks for uh, termite. And even if we're selling it as is, it's just nice for people to know up front. So flip fail. Okay. So they don't adjust their time. So they think it's going to be three months that they'll be able to buy a home, get it ready to market. But you've got to adjust for people not showing up, weather, rain hurricane, tornadoes. you got to adjust for all of that. So you really need to think maybe six because you just don't know. And then what's that market going to look like in Correct. six months? Which is where important. it's better than an appraiser look at it than the builder right. look at it. Because what do I do? How can? What are my trends going back three years? What does that look like if you sell in August when all the kids are in school versus May and April? Right. That's what we do. I'm tooting my own horn today. There you go. But it's important, I think, to have that that statistical trend background. Agreed. I th- and that is the happy ending. You can sell your house uh, uh, on time for what you assumed it would sell for and get your money back so you're not in a bind. If you use us, you have a little fun along the way. <laughs> More importantly. Right? With my hands on my hips, I apologize. Anyway. Yeah, in advance. Uh, Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, 850-656-0009. Thanks for listening.